You are listening to the Grace Church Podcast. To learn more about grace, including our gathering times, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Chris Neal. Uh, so we finished up week, uh, we spent up Acts last week, technically. But this week I wanted to kind of look and, and talk to you about how we could live out and live into all the stuff, all the things that we see the people in the book of Acts doing, because it's some amazing things. And as we remember in the book of Acts, it starts out with, with Jesus, he's been resurrected, and, he, and he's back, and he's teaching his disciples, so he's back to life, right? Resurrected means that, and he comes back, and he's teaching his disciples and his followers for 40 days, and, he, and he's teaching them more about the kingdom of God. And he ate with them, and he hung out with them, and we learned that Jesus He's not, wasn't just a hologram, he was real, like he was a real person who walked around for these 40 days teaching more about the kingdom of God. And then we see Jesus and he ascends back up into heaven and the people are like, what, what is going on? And we see Jesus as he promises when he goes back into heaven that the Holy Spirit of the living God is going to fall and fill the hearts of the believers. And also in the book of Acts, like we see these people that are brought back to life. We see these people that are healed. We see demons cast out. We see this amazing transformation of this man named Saul Paul. Paul Saul. Right? And he's transformed. <laughs> he wanted to kill all the Christians. And then when Jesus said no, and now he wanted to save everybody in the whole world. And those are some big ticket items. I mean, if we just talked about resurrection and ascension and Holy Spirit, like those are some big ticket items that we read through just in the book of Acts. But as I was reading through the book of Acts, one thing that really like, stood out to me, struck me, is, is Luke, he records that people had some doubts about all this stuff, right? And, and he's like, people had some questions. Is this really the same Jesus that just got crucified, or is this somebody else? The people, they didn't immediately accept all this stuff. And I like that, because I think it, it's not, the, the Bible's not just a book of a blank statement of God saying, this is how it is, this is what, no. Like God gives us the ability to kind of work through our thoughts. He gives us the ability to work through our doubts and our questions and our concerns as we're reading through the book of Acts and really through the whole Bible. And so in Acts 1-3, we'll be in Acts 1 and 2 mainly this week. So when the resurrected Jesus appeared to his disciples, Luke says, after his suffering, he presented himself to them. And gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Many convincing proofs that he was alive. So this tells me again that the people had some doubts. They had some worries. They had questions. They had concerns. Like was this Jesus the real crucified Jesus that they had just seen a few days ago? And Luke says that he gave them many more like, convincing proof that he was alive. Jesus did whatever he needed to do. To prove that he was alive, and he's still doing that today. Jesus made the effort to show these people that he is the Messiah that the Bible's been speaking about. And so then in Acts 1, through, or Acts 1 10 through 11, it says this. This is during Jesus' ascension. So his, follow, his followers, they're standing there, and they're looking up into the sky. Man, it must have been that bright. That's probably what it looked like when you look into these stage lights. It's... Now I can't see anything. Perfect. No, but then the angels come. They say, men of Galilee, why are you just standing here? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. 
So these people, they've seen the ascension, and they're standing there, and they're looking around. And what does, what does God do? He gives further proof, further evidence that this Jesus is who he said he is, and that God will keep his promises, and that we can put our faith in that. And then one of the coolest things in Acts to me is uh, in week three, in chapter two, we talked about how the Holy Spirit fell and came and into the hearts of the believers. And all these believers, they started to speak in, in different languages that were not their own so that other people could learn the story of, of what had happened to Jesus and who he was. Acts 2, 12 through 15. It says, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Somehow, some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with his 11 disciples and raised his voice and addressed the crowd. He says, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully. These people are not drunk. It's only 9 in the morning. <laughs> then Peter goes on to explain this is a move of the Holy Spirit. Back then they didn't have it. It was 5 o'clock somewhere, right? <laughs> so, this G <laughs> Peter says this is further proof. More evidence that Jesus is who he said he is. That God will keep his promises. And that Jesus will do what he said he's going to do. And then Luke, he further sums it up in Acts 2.36. He says, therefore... Let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. So we see these doubters. We see these people that have questions. We see these people who are wondering what the heck's going on. There's probably a bunch of people who are just curious because nothing draws a crowd. quite like a crowd, right? And you can imagine the tension they felt inside themselves as all this was going on. And it's probably the same tension a lot of us feel inside ourselves as we try to decide whether or not all this is true, whether or not we're going to really follow Jesus, whether or not we really believe that he is the Messiah, or we can choose to not follow Jesus, choose not to believe. But Luke, he keeps driving these points home in the early chapters of Acts. In some way or another, he keeps referring to this. He says, Jesus is alive, that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus is the Messiah, that the Bible has spoken about from the beginning of time. And the people, they slowly start to respond exactly how I think I responded and a lot of you responded as you think through all these things and you see more evidence coming into your lives and you see the Holy Spirit starting to work in your lives. Acts 2.37. So when the people, they heard all this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, I love this part, what shall we do? That's my catchphrase for today. If this is true then what should we do? If all of this is true, then what should we do? If Jesus is who he says he is, then how do we respond to something like that? If the Holy Spirit is real, and if we all believe that, then what should we do as followers of Jesus? Here's how they responded first in Acts 2, 38 through 41. 
Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they did. And 3,000 new followers were added to the early church that day. As people believed the truth, they repented, and then they were baptized. Can you imagine baptizing 3,000 people in one day? Like, that must have been some kind of people. probably had to go home and take a nap, and they come back. And, You're still baptizing people? What is going on right here? Like, can you imagine the power and just the, how much fun that was? But that was the first step. That's the first step to becoming a true follower of Jesus. Is we got to realize the truth of who Jesus is. And we got to realize the truth and understand our need for a Savior in our lives. That's the first step. And if you haven't done that, man, I would love to talk to you. There are several people here that would love to talk to you online. Like you can message us. You can just put hashtag more about salvation. We will get in touch with you. But that's the first step. And I want to talk to you a second about baptism, because we love baptism here at Grace. We've been honored, yes, honored and humbled to baptize hundreds of people here now. It's been, I cannot believe what we are seeing. And if you haven't been to a baptism, you're missing out. But baptism, this is important to know, is not necessary for salvation. People are baptized because they are saved. People are not baptized to be saved. Baptism is an act of obedience following salvation. But we love baptism here at Grace. But becoming uh, like this follower of Jesus is a massive step. And for many of you, you've done that. But man, there's so much more to the story as you start living out this unfolding salvation story that God has written just for you. As you start to learn to live into and live out this life of following Jesus. There's going to be epic highs and epic lows, but man, one of the best things, the best thing I've ever done, other than meeting my beautiful wife, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag plug right there. So <laughs> Acts, uh, <laughs> Acts 2, 42 through 47 kind of gives us some guidelines. If we believe all this is true, then what should we do, right? Here we go. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayer, everyone was filled with awe at the many signs and wonders performed by the apostles. All the believers, they were together. Man, that is amazing to me. They sold property. They had everything in common. They gave to people who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. So pop quiz, does anybody know our core values here at Grace? If only there was a way we can figure these out. Oh, by the way, last time I modeled this shirt, we sold out. So you better get busy. That's right. <laughs> Maybe they were afraid I was going to buy some more. I don't know. <laughs> but... I don't know what I did there. But anyway, so we've talked about this. A lot of you are like, this is not a new message, Chris. Like, we've heard this message several times. Yeah, she's taking In the book of Acts, right? And Tommy's talked about this. That you're not going to be able to pass this off as a new message. That's kind of harsh, but that's okay. I even wrote ha here in my notes because it's funny to me. But uh, here's what I feel. I feel that it's good for everyone to learn our core values here at Grace 
until everyone has them written across their hearts. And that doesn't happen in one teaching. It doesn't. Or at least 50% of you. I mean, but as we read Acts, we'll see similar ideas repeated over and over and over again because Luke is driving home the core values of the early church, the same core values that we're taking on here at Grace. The, the apostles, the early church, they knew they needed to have everybody on the same page because as you grow and change and, and new people come in, like there's pressure to conform to other ways. And they wanted to stay true to the core values. They wanted to be known for these core values. And that's what we want to be known for here at Grace. And just as a little aside, we know not everybody's going to go sell all their stuff and bring it to the church and we'll get you a little shack or something. No. But I do believe the heart of this passage that we've read several times, like I've read so many times, I almost have it memorized. It's slowly being written across my heart. But the heart of this passage, I truly believe, remains true today. So first, the early disciples, the early followers, they were devoted to growing. They were devoted to growing in their knowledge of God. And that's what we do here every Sunday, but it doesn't end on Sunday. You can do it every day of the week. Next, they devoted themselves to fellowship. So these early followers, they devoted themselves to knowing and being truly known by other people. And that's a tough one, especially for us. Uh, and then they get to do these signs and wonders. And I think we get caught up in that a lot of times. I want to be part of these signs and wonders. Like, let me heal somebody, God. Let's do it, right? But the early Christians, it's important to know this. They were just following Jesus with their whole hearts. And they were serving Jesus with this wholehearted service. And then God comes and does signs and wonders and miracles through them. Next, these devoted followers, they sold property and gave possessions to anyone who had need. Giving so that other people's needs will be met. And we're trying to be a church and a house that does that. And there are many of you who are faithful givers. And there are many of you who are not there yet. And that's okay. Next, these devoted followers, they were seen praising with glad and sincere hearts. And these people didn't have the easiest lives. But they were seen praising. There's stories in the Bible where they're in jail and prison, and they're praising. They're shaking the foundations of the jail because they had sincere joy in their praise. Can you say the same thing? But this is the answer. Like, these are the answers to what should we do if all of this is true. If we want to be followers of Jesus, and we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and we believe that God will keep his promises, then what should we do if all of this is true? And so kind of the last half, two-thirds of the book of Acts, is Luke telling us these specific stories about people who lived out the core values of the early church. About people who spoke and acted and sacrificed in special ways that forwarded the mission of the early church. And that's what I want to do with the rest of my time up here this morning. I want to tell you some short stories about some people here at Grace. And when they were faced with this question, if this is all true, then what should we do? They either personally decided or somehow through the Holy Spirit they decided that they're going to start living out and living into these core values that we have here at Grace. And what are they? Knowing, growing, giving, serving, and praising. Good job, guys. So let's start with knowing. 
Knowing is a devotion to knowing people and being truly known by people. It's very hard to do. One of my good wife's friends is Jennifer Powell. Yeah, and Katie and I have slowly moved up into her top five in her friends list. So that's really, really promising for us. I don't know. We may go down after this. I don't know, but... But Jennifer, she started attending Grace several years ago, and she lived in Sheridan, and she felt like God was calling her and her family to do more. And Sheridan wasn't close enough, so she actually moved here to East End. They sold their house in Sheridan because she felt God was calling her to know and be known by the people here at Grace. And she started hosting small groups, and at that time they lived in a tiny shop house. Wasn't that glamorous, Right? But it wasn't that big for sure, but she started hosting people. She started hosting groups. She made an effort to truly be known, and her family supported her in this. Jennifer and her family, they were devoted to knowing and being known, and they were willing to sacrifice for it. And this is crazy because the other night, Katie called me, and she was on her way home. She couldn't even wait to get home and tell me the story. And I said, hello, and she's, she's doing it. What? what is going on? She's like, Jennifer's doing it. Like, there are people at her house right now who know each other better because Jennifer believes that everybody in this place should be known by somebody. Jennifer believes Jesus is who he says he is. And because of that, we're adding to our numbers here at Grace. If you're not in a group, you're missing out. Next, growing. A devotion to growing in the knowledge of God. So there's a young lady here named Brittany Hensley, and she has devoted herself, especially over the past year, man, of knowing God and knowing God for herself and knowing, just, she's really just jumped all in. Like she studies, she reads, she listens to podcasts, she goes to connect groups, she's in Grace University. She takes every opportunity to learn and to know and to grow in, in her understanding and relationship with God. And because of that, Katie and I have seen like God move in her husband's heart. Now he's like, what is going on here? I want to know this guy that you know. And her kids, like her daughters, are serving, and they're learning to grow, and they're learning to give, and they're learning just to be more part of this house. Brittany is learning what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And because of Brittany, we've added to the numbers in this house. Next, this is secretly my favorite one, is giving. It's not Katie. No, this next one's giving, and it's Bobby Jones. So Bobby Jones is Tommy's dad, but don't hold that against him, He's, right? But Bobby's one of the kindest men. I can't look at him. I only cry in the dark like a real man, right? <sighs> and when I grow up, I want to be just like Bobby. <laughs> but he gives financially generously, right? And he also gives his encouragement. He gives praise. He gives of his time. He gives of his energy. Like, but one of the cool things about Bobby is he gives you his full attention. He really does. When you're, when you're in a conversation with Bobby, like you just leave that conversation feeling lifted up, and you feel like he genuinely cares. And Bobby's going through a rough season right now, but you wouldn't know that if you talked to him today. You wouldn't know that because he genuinely takes an interest in each and every person that God brings into his life. He's just this genuine, warm, confident man with this gentle heart that is just so giving in so many ways. And Bobby, I can say this for sure, is a follower of Jesus. And because of Bobby, he's added to the numbers in this house. And because of Bobby, several people have seen the generosity of God in so many dynamic ways. There's only one thing about Bobby that I question. Okay? 
So every Sunday he comes in, my beautiful wife Katie's at the connect table, and Bobby gets his jazz hands going, right? He's like, oh, I can feel the electricity. <laughs> and then he goes up to Katie, and he gives her a big old hug, and, and then he says, I'm all charged up. <laughs> and then Katie's like smiling so big, and I'm like, hold up. You don't even smile that big when I How much you do, Bobby Jones? No. <laughs> no, Bobby's one of my heroes. He really is. So next is serving. And these two that I'm talking about next have really, like, jumped in to serving. It's Ryan Nichols and his wife, Beth. Man, and they've only been here for a little bit over a year. So for those of you that say, well, I haven't been here very long, anybody can play. Anybody can jump in. But they just decided that God was calling them to do more. As a family, they decided God was calling them to do more. And they immediately joined a small group. Like, as soon as they came open, they signed up and they started regularly attending. And then Ryan, like, he wanted to attend the men's 4KK for King and Kingdom Retreat. Now, we have two this year. The September one is already full. But guess what? We have another one in October 4th through the 8th. It's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Only nine men can go. So if you've been thinking about it, now's your time. But Ryan, like, he went through the For King Kingdom retreat, hosted by Grace Church, and then he immediately said, I want to serve at one of these retreats. And I said, well, the only place left open is the kitchen. He's like, I don't even care. Just sign me up. I mean, can you imagine cooking and cleaning and picking up after 25 guys who apparently their wives do everything for them? <laughs> right? I mean, I've done, it's humbling to say the least. It really is. Like, this will humble you. And few men make it through that with a smile on their face and a servant heart. But Ryan, man, he impressed me with his humility and his willingness to serve and just his humble nature of nothing was beneath him. Man, and to my knowledge, this guy didn't complain not one time. And then Ryan, he volunteered to co-host, like co-lead a winning manhood group as soon as For King and Kingdom was over. And he led some men through that. And then he's just finished co-leading a group of men through, through the book of Acts. Right, And I've called Ryan to mow yards, and I've called Ryan to give people the craziest rides. I'm just trying to see what he won't do right now. <laughs> and I've called, <laughs> called Ryan to climb up on people's houses, and he just does it. Ryan is learning what it means to serve. He's learning what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And because of Ryan and Beth, they've added to the numbers here in this house. And so many of you, you probably didn't know many of the people I just talked about, but you should know this last lady. It's kind of funny that she's not here this morning. Her name is Tiffany Lowry, and she sings up here nearly every Sunday, like nearly every week. And she is like really one of the greatest singers that we have here. It really is, right? But what makes her a great praiser is her authenticity. I made up this thing. It's called Authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what makes her a great, a great praiser, in my opinion. Like, and Tiffany, you know, they practice these songs all week. She's probably driving around singing these songs. They, they practice, and then they sing them several times before you guys actually get here. But, man, every time she sings it, she just has this authenticity, authenticity in her voice, right? And I know that Tiffany is a follower of Jesus because I can see it in the way she praises. And she helps to lead all of us into worship nearly, nearly every Sunday. So I only got 75 more to go. Hey, Tommy, he's so good. He just stands up here all the time. I don't get much time up here. Hashtag bring Chris back. No, I'm just kidding. But 
But really, I could stand up here. For, Chris is gone now for sure. No, I could stand up here and give you an example. Katie and I are so blessed to see what goes on behind the scenes. And there are so many people that like, don't do any of this for any recognition. In fact, most of these people are probably super upset. I just talked about them. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed. But that's what we call in the business a pastor perk. We can just say whatever we want. But, no, I think it's good that we celebrate the good that people are doing. And these people are doing good work. And there are many, 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 many more. It takes over 100 people to make this thing work every Sunday. Well over 100 people volunteer. And it's good to celebrate how God is moving through the hearts of the people here at Grace. And these people, they've just decided that they're going to demonstrate what they, like what they believe and how they live. They've decided that they are going to, say this with me, it's no fun without you, to these core values of knowing, growing, giving, serving, and praising. This sounds, this side sounds a little better, but that's okay. We're, we're getting there. But they want their lives to be a witness to this faith they have in the resurrected Jesus. They want their lives to be devoted to living out our core values, just like the, just like the church in Acts did. And that's what we're trying to do here at Grace. And that's great and wonderful and amazing. And there's so many people that are there. And there's so many people here today and you're not there yet. A lot of these core values are still optional in your life. And that's great too, man. We're so happy you're here and so happy that, that you're watching online. That you're still a part of what's going on here at Grace. And trust me, it's not like I got all this figured out. I still have a lot of knowing, growing, giving, serving, and praising left to do in my life. And I look forward to seeing all the new things that God's going to challenge you with. Because as soon as you get comfortable... God wants to make you uncomfortable because it's in the fire where the, where the diamonds get the most beautiful. All right, but if we're faithful, right, and we believe that God is faithful to his promises, and we believe that Jesus is alive, and we want to live a life that's active and attractive, and we believe that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit of the living God, then if all of this is true, then what should we do? What should we do, Grace. If all of this is true, what should you do? We should be people that choose every day to live out the core values that are on the back of many of these shirts that you're wearing. We should be people, one more time, who are devoted to knowing, growing, giving, serving, and praising. If you are encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. And again, thanks for listening to the Grace Church Podcast.